Greetings, glorious humans, gentle ladies, lab men, ladies and gentlemen, dreamers and dreams alike, and welcome to the Devolver Digital Forecast here at forecast.devolverdigital.com. Hi, I'm your co-host, JM, and this is your co-host... Robert. I'm going by Robert now. Thrilling. <laughs> Thanks. Complete identity overhaul. Yep. Welcome feel, to the show, Robert. Thanks. I feel like, uh, you know, after 2020, the year it's been, I needed to reinvent myself and start <laughs> Robert, fresh. Robert, I have <laughs> terrible fucking news. Oh, no. There's still seven weeks of this year left to go. There's still seven years of 2020 left. Yep. Motherfuckers. Yep. Oh, well. It's not all bad. <laughs> no, it's not all bad. It's not all bad. And uh, one of the things that makes it not all bad uh, is video games, potentially, for some people. Mm-hmm. 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 And... Mm-hmm. Within those are a good way to spend the time. They are a good way to spend can't the time. Go anywhere. And uh, also, within the video games, uh-huh. there are characters. Uh-huh. <laughs> and some of those characters are baddies, and some uh-huh. of those characters are goodies. I think it's goodens. Goodens. Uh huh. And that is this week's seamless segue into our podcast um... topic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the topic, Robbie? The topic is video game heroes. How'd you come to that? Well, um, we were having a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> about video game topics uh-huh. and you came up with a really good one uh-huh. but it was my week to pick <laughs> so uh-huh. i just did the opposite uh-huh so now and... next week when we do villains i'm gonna look like a copycat no you're gonna because i'm we're, i'm informing the listeners <laughs> now that the only reason we're doing heroes this week is because you'd already picked villains for next week and i didn't have a topic you had a topic i just i, I just didn't know how to talk about box art for video games that's true that's true and to be honest neither do i but it's just <laughs> the first idea i had so this one's much better <laughs> I was worried. My original list was just a bunch of white dudes because a lot of protagonists in video games are white dudes. Mm. And I was like, man, yeah. could I be more basic? And well, I put a little more thought into it and I got yeah, some Yeah, well, that's good. Now. But it's also, it's also understandable to a, to a degree because, like, you can only play the games that you have had the opportunity to play that exist yeah and, <laughs> i and, mean and link you... would be great in any color Geralt yeah, would be yeah. totally Ex- cool as a black guy or a exactly. tan guy he'd make a really good middle eastern guy exactly but th- this is what we this is what we've been provided with i think i think we've got well actually i don't know anything about your list yep. my list is my list is varied it's all i right. guess I guess, yeah. I mean, one of them's not. Well, 
in that case, then... Let's fucking uh, do it, Robbie. Who's let's your number just one get, pick? Let's just get stuck in. Stuck in to the Heroes episode. How do you find... You know, how do you become a hero? You know, you, one day you're just nobody. Yep. And then suddenly something comes your way. And, I mean, there's lots of different ways to be a hero. But, like, I don't know. It's always inspiring those stories of somebody who just happens upon great power. Exactly. And therein lies the genesis of my first pick, which is Earthworm Jim. Earthworm Jim, one of the hottest selling video games of 1994. Winner video game product of the year and star of TV, toys and now Windows 95. Jim is a plasma blasting superhero, a lean, mean, crawling machine. This worm is bursting with adventures and exploding with attitude through an incredible 20 levels of high-octane gameplay from New Junk City to Buttville. Every level is this totally unique environment, of course, oozing with lower life forms like Psycho, Professor Monkey for a head, Major Mucus, and, of course, Queen Slug for a butt. It's a galaxy of unearthly delights. Earthworm Jim. He's an international supernova fighting for truth, justice, and the invertebrate way. Available for Windows 95 from Activision. Whoa, Nelly. Woohoo, doggy. Earthworm <laughs> Jim, huh? I love Earthworm Jim. I think he he came at that perfect time. You know, it was the early 90s. It was like, he's like, you know, Nickelodeon was big. He's, you know, so like Ren and Stimpy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Rocco's Modern Life. Then you've got The Tick and mm-hmm. The Max and stuff like that on MTV. Yep. And then in the cinemas, you've got Jim Carrey movies. Yeah. The Mask and Ace Ventura, like the biggest movies. And Earthworm Jim, for me, is just like the perfect video game distillation of all of those pop cultural touch points. Yeah. Uh, and that's why, and the, I love the game Earthworm Jim, but I was obsessed with the character of Earthworm Jim. And this is like even before uh, the cartoon, because yeah, obviously the, the... I didn't know there was a cartoon. Did you not? I don't think so. No. Oh yeah, they made an animated series. Because the. I loved Earthworm Jim, though. I I too loved Earthworm Jim. I actually yeah. used to draw Earthworm Jim Me all the time. Too. Me too. Isn't he just the best character to draw? He's great. You got so I always started with the eyes. He's got those two super distinct eyes. Yeah. There's like the one long one and the one tall one. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's always kind of like kind of sneaky sneering a little bit yeah which is weird because he's like kind of a goofball yeah yeah Groovy. yeah earthworm jim's great oh yeah earthworm jim he's my quintessential hero of the 90s <laughs> i have fantasized not gonna lie about a live action film with a photorealistic earthworm jim and how fucking gross and excellent that would be oh it would be fantastic it would be so much fun. Yeah. He's, I can imagine him fitting in. Like, he'd be a perfect addition to something like Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Wouldn't he? Like, he'd just slip right in there. <laughs> Fair enough. 
he's he's got a lot in in common with um, Star Lord. I think he's that that type of character. If he replaced Star Lord, I'd be down for it. Otherwise, yeah. I don't want to watch a movie about Star Lord. That is the most boring character in God's green earth. Yeah, if Star Lord was Earthworm Jim, Guardians of the Galaxy I would, would be the best fucking movie of all time. I would dig the shit out of that. You got a <laughs> raccoon, a tree, uh, uh, an earthworm. And then yeah. a Russian and a woman, and you've got a whole cast of yeah. every possible character. Yeah, it's perfect. And Dave Bautista. Who's Dave Bautista? He's uh, he's um, uh, the big dude, the big muscly dude. Oh, that's why I said the Russian. Oh, okay, the Russian. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Earthworm <laughs> Jim is great. Do you know who else he reminds me a bit of as well? Who's another hero that I really loved. In, Boogerman? Um, Bubsy? Oh, Boogerman. Boogerman was amazing. I'll tell you forgot about that. <laughs> well, you started talking about the grunge era of video games. When you when you say Earthworm Jim, I think of Boogerman, I think of Bubsy the Cat, I think of uh, just like all that. Like, I guess Boogerman was the other real big shock one. Like, the yeah. big, like, we're going to be as what, gross what as was we that, can. Um, what was that McDonald's one as well? Like Mick and Mac or something? No. Oh. Global Gladiators. And it was like... Um, it was like these kids who were like uh, they had. I think they had like slime guns or something. I don't know this one. I don't remember I this. I can't remember. I think it. I think it was like a. It was a. It was like a McDonald's um, licensed game. It's weird. Mm-hmm. That 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 era of games. It's just wild because basically the concept was that like a fart of a visible, <laughs> palpable, weighty fart was a concept yeah. for a game. That's just perfect. Earthworm Jim, Boogerman. Do you remember Primal Rage? Yeah, of course. One of the fucking apes like would like fart and that was like <laughs> one of his attacks. Man, video games were so good. <laughs> We've talked about Cool Spot before, but Cool Spot was one of those guys. Cool as well. Spot was excellent. Man, yeah, so Earthworm Jim. I just loved Earthworm Jim. But yeah, he also reminded me, so another character that I loved at the time was um Gizmo Duck in DuckTales. Yeah. Gizmoduck was great. Yeah, so he was like I used another character that I used to draw all the time. So oh, nice. um that's why I liked Earthworm Jim. But I just I think he's Earthworm like Jim and and Yoshi. Oh yeah. Those are my I, draw, I only like the ones I drew. Yeah, I didn't have Nintendo when I was a kid, so Nintendo characters I'd start with the cloaca and work my way out. <laughs> <laughs> Callback. Callback. Um, I didn't know what a cloaca was at the time. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, but in terms of like what makes Earthworm Jim a hero besides his just like aesthetic appeal, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess like if you like, I think he's he's just like just the things that he does. Like he's got cool catchphrases. Um, <laughs> he whips out his like little rocket bike from his back pocket. Which makes no sense, but it's great. I thought you were going to talk about how he whips his head. Oh, yeah, he whips his head. His whole body. He uses <laughs> yeah. the worm as a whip and like a, yeah. a like a grappling hook kind of thing. Yeah, and I love that like the, the suit like operates independently of Jim mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah. And Jim is just like Jim. It's just great. So that's so, my, yeah, totally that is my first, my first hero pick is Earth. Nicely Jim. done, Robbie. So, JM, who would be your first pick for your favorite hero in video games? Uh, 
I want to go back to Gizmo Duck real fast. Oh yeah, please. And do I it. want to tell you something that I want to make happen, but I know I'm not going to do it. So maybe somebody out there will do it or know someone will do it. It requires having one of those. Have you seen those like mono wheel? What do they call them? Uh, it's it's just a wheel, and you've got like a pedal on each side, and it's electric. Yeah, and, like and it one rolls of those... along. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know what you mean? You could make a fucking Gizmo Duck costume. Oh. You could make a so functional good. Gizmo Duck cosplay, blathering blatherskite motherfucker. Uh, you could be on one wheel, and you could just have like your legs, because he's got like the two, like the two, like yeah, things that go down to the wheel. So that could yeah. be your legs, and then you'd be Gizmo Duck up top. I want to do it, but I know I'm never going to do it. So oh, I'm just going to put it out man. there in the world. That's if anybody, if anybody if drops anybody... by the Devolver booth as a fucking Gizmo Duck, <laughs> I will give you so much fucking merch. <laughs> and it's got to be good though. It's got to like, <laughs> it's got to make me mad that I didn't do it. Yeah. Well, maybe one day we'll be able to collaborate. We'll create a Gizmo Duck costume. <sighs> I got to get one of those things. Those are expensive. First of all, that's like a yeah. thousand bucks right out the gate for a cosplay. Yeah. But uh, I guess those things ain't cheap for people who care about it. No. My first pick is um, from the, actually from the prequel to Earthworm Jim. Uh, my first pick for greatest video game hero, favorite video game hero, is the Carrion Beast. is it about the i mean we touched on it in a previous podcast but what is it about the carrion beast uh that that you find particularly heroic um well it's just uh a lot of fun yeah it's uh it's good to uh i don't know like it just feels good it's it's exciting it's thrilling it's uh it's a character i i think he can have a lot of fun with it's so alien you know yeah. this protagonist uh and still really cool like it's not and it's it's such a you know well-balanced game and a well-balanced creature that you're stronger like you're strong but yeah you're not overpowering like stuff can still get you i don't know it's just fun it's just a fun character to play i really enjoy um using doing the little eye stalk and mm. just like looking around the corners at the people yeah yeah like like it's just so fucking creepy and scary and fun uh to just be like and then you like pop up and then you disappear under the grate and then you go around to another one and look around and it's just a fun role-playing experience that's it i think there's you can really you can you can inject that blob with so much personality (laughs) (laughs) like it it really is what you make it and i really Mm -hmm. like that um it's it's also like you can you can give it a personality but also i really like that it's just there aren't many games that i've played where it really conveys that sort of just that animalistic impulsive mm. you know kind of uh you know cuz cuz there's only so many things you can do you you mm-hmm. can't you can't use your voice you can't mm-hmm. You can sort of control things and do various tactile things with your 
with your tentacles, but really your strength is just violence. <laughs> but <laughs> but it's but you're lashing out at, at at your you know you're being contained and you're trying to break out, and that's you know yeah it's like that very. I suppose you. I suppose like ape out would be another one. Oh yeah, the ape from ape out would be great as well. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's the same feeling because you can play that character. They're both earnest. They're both um, they're both earnest in their motivations, um, and there's none of that like there's none of that weird bullshit where like I'm the hero, I'm the good guy, but I only mm. solve things through violence. And it's like yeah. the fuck is that? <laughs> you know, like I, I my my example is always Knights of the Old Republic. Like I'm a good Jedi, I'm noble, I'm one with the Force. I've murdered a hundred men on my way to be here. <laughs> yeah. Like the fuck, they were bad guys. It's okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, their 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 motivation is violence, but it is justified violence. And actually, Ape Out and Carrion have the same plot. Yeah, <laughs> you are. Yeah, they you've do. been trapped by some humans who are just fucking around. Yeah, and yeah. you're about to let them find out. Yeah, uh, they. You know, you don't want to be there. I assume in Carrion, I know the ape doesn't want to be there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's you know you, you're motivated by violence, but it's not like asynchronous with morality of the character. And they're both uh, they're very neutral, like. So many characters are like bland nothing that you then project yourself onto. Like, I like Link, but he's nothing. Yeah. Like, he is, that's his whole, like, he's one of those characters. And it's it's nice to have a bland nothing character that is um, universally applicable, that everyone has, you know, equal access to. And that really is, like, especially with the carrion creature, it's a, it's, it's a, it's fucking amorphous. Yeah. Like, the shape it takes depends on how I want to play the game and stuff yes. like that. Yeah. I love it. And what a lot of people don't realize is that uh, when uh, at the end of the game, when you escape the facility and arrive at, in the... Uh, are we doing spoilers? Are we not doing spoilers? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's assumed that you escape at the end. I just don't want to. Just don't want to give any details. Well, I was just going to say that um, after the events of Carrion, the Carrion Beast actually went on to do many heroic acts <laughs> in the world at large. Yeah. Thus proving uh, its inclusion on a yeah. list of heroes. Just in case yeah. anybody was was thinking that they were going to question the validity of a, an alien monster being a hero. After it found the super suit, and yeah. then became Earthworm Jim, exactly, and there and then rescued a puppy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like kill it? There's there's a, one of the bosses is a dog, aren't they? Or they have one a of dog? the boss. One of the bosses is a cat. Is a cat? Yeah. Oh, that fucking cat! Yeah, the cat in in heck. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, that's right. That cat was so cool looking. The art oh. style on. Earth so Worm good, Jim man. So... I totally forgot as well. Do you remember the? There's a episode. Uh, there's a, a, a level where you go underwater, and you're in this underwater, uh, like labyrinth, and but it's also a hamster maze, <laughs> and <laughs> and you like yeah. find you like find just like regular like <laughs> hamsters, like in this thing, and you can jump on it. And and it and it uh, runs off and will munch all of the little um, baddies in the level. <laughs> I totally forgot about that, and then I watched the <laughs> I video. I don't remember that still. 
A lot of imagination in those games, though, especially like Earthworm Jim and style. Style. I mean, that's Mm. what it is, right? Yeah. And just the animation. I'd never seen that kind of Mm -hmm. like hand-drawn animation and stuff. It was gorgeous. But yeah, yeah, like with Earthworm Jim and then Carrion, it's like, yeah, the style and the animation. Like, that's what Mm -hmm. draws you to a character, I think, as well. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of the time, yeah. There are definitely games I've played uh, that I just played because I'm like, oh, oh, I like the style. Oh, this game is terrible. Oh, I wish this game didn't <laughs> suck. Yeah. Because it's so pretty. Yeah. Oh, it's always a shame when that happens. Yep, 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 yep. You got another stylish choice for us. Yeah, you want to hear my next pick? Yes, yes, I do. Okay, my next pick is... Abe, the Mudokan from mm. Abe's Odyssey. That's me. My name is Abe. I was employee of the year. Now I'm dead meat. I crossed the meanest boss in the world. Mullet the Gluckin. My whole life changed in just one day. I was working late one night at Rupture Farms. He's great. Oh, he's great, isn't he? So you Those, I, you, you said you, you were going to put Abe on your list as well. I did. I had Abe on my list. And it was funny because I'd gone through my list and then suddenly I was like, Abe, holy shit. And then I erased one of my other answers and I put Abe in. And then I pulled up your list for the show today. And I was like, <laughs> ah, shit. <laughs> Great minds think alike, JM. Well, it's a great game, and yeah. we're both correct in thinking so. And just the first one, right? Because I, I don't really fuck with any of the other games. Uh, I The one I've played the most is the first one, but yeah. I think they've done a good job of maintaining the style and recreating the world in a lot of different ways. Okay. Yeah, uh, I never really kept up with any of them. But Jared yeah. loves Stranger's Wrath, and I actually should play that again soon because it's actually harder than I thought it was going to be. I thought I was just going to romp through it. It's a tough game, but Jared loves Stranger's Wrath, which is the first-person shooter from oh, the series. Wow. Yeah. I didn't even know about that one. Yeah. Wow. Well, I uh, my, my uh, reason for including Abe on this list is primarily just from my... Uh, love and experience my experience and my love for the original game and it's that great. character because yeah again similarly to earthworm jim he he looks really weird and interesting he, he's really fun to draw he's mm-hmm. like got really cool animations and he has funny little catchphrases mm-hmm. and he's kind of a dweeb mm-hmm. and like sort of does things by accident like, I don't know, I just really... I don't know, characters like that really resonate with me, I think. And, He's very um, lovable. Yeah, and like, yeah. even though he laughs when he accidentally murders his friends, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he didn't mean it. And, you know, he's just... Ultimately, Uh-oh. he's on a he, he's on a path to... Uh, on a path to rescue everyone in the world and be a good guy. The game's got some of the best VO lines yeah. ever, too. Follow me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Hello. I wish someone would follow me around. <laughs> Hi. And you could Hello. fart as well. You could fart. And you could <laughs> that was, that was, that's another fart game, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you got to do like the, the, the passcode or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I loved the, um, 
there's uh what were the name of the the little soldier guys i wish i could remember but yeah gotta get paid gotta get paid yeah yeah and when you when uh uh when abe died they would be like mm-hmm. ah. but then they'd make this noise <laughs> they'd, they'd, make, they'd make a noise like a like a walkie talkie you know uh mm-hmm. kind of button going on and off like <laughs> it's really weird but i loved that that's right yeah yeah brilliant game super cool Back in the era of those wonderful platformers. Um, yeah, there's just something about... Because, like, although there's... Yeah, there's dialogue in that game, but it's not, like... It's kind of opens with a poem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the cutscenes are... Yeah, the cutscenes have, yeah. have Abe's narration, don't they? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there's just something really... Actually, no, yeah, I'm talking out of my ass. There's loads of dialogue in that game. <laughs> it's, it's, and and we've just been time. talking about the fact that you interact with so many characters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm saying is, <laughs> um, I, I think what I mean is that with limited use of language, like you just get a real sense of his personality and it just really like invigorates that whole game. Like you sort of, you talked about role playing in Carrion, and I, th- I think you do that in Abe's Odyssey as well. You mm-hmm. feel less, you you project less with Abe though, and you more just think mm. Abe's a good guy. I want to take care of him, like I and I want him to like. Yeah, save he has everyone. a personality and a story, and like yeah. he has a distinctive character. You can, isn't there a thing as well where it's like when when you go to sc- sc- Scrababia and whatever like the yeah you go to the places um where there's um mythical creatures are and isn't like can't is there a way of like somehow being a pacifist or something like i don't think there's a pacifist way to beat the game but i i i don't know i mean he's like as abe you never directly kill anybody no no and I, I thought there was, I thought there was some aspect of when you go, when you go to these two regions, and uh, where these creatures live, yeah, because you get the tattoos on your arms, yeah. And uh, I was trying to remember, I couldn't remember, I haven't played it in so long. I was, uh, but I was thinking it was like it was, it, it was. There's a reason why Abe is chosen for this Odyssey, and he, and he he has this like this kinship with these creatures, you know, that just murder everything in their sight and stuff like that. Like, he has a way of... Like, he's almost so nice <laughs> that even, like, wild animals, <laughs> like, won't Wait, attack he him. he sings and hypnotizes them and takes over their minds. Yeah. That's... It's not really It's not really sweet, Robbie. It's it's pretty <laughs> oh, okay. fucking invasive. Okay, <laughs> Like, yeah, you can take over it. their brain well, and did, then, like, run them I into hadn't... an electric fence. <laughs> I did say I haven't played it for a long time. What was the name of his, like, horse friend? What? Was it Elam? He's got, like, that sort of, like, horse dog friend. Oh, yeah. Yep. There's the the, the weird horse thing that you ride in some of the levels. Yeah. Yeah. And he seemed to like Abe, so Abe's a nice guy. That's why Abe's on this list. He's a nice guy. Yeah. He's a good guy. He's a nice dude. Yeah, he is. Good people. He's a good bloke. He's, uh, you know, the bottom of the bottom of the tone pole. He starts, you know. Yeah. Oh, that, that's another thing. Yeah. Guy. It's like hmm. he's kind of, again, like what you said at the beginning, you know, he's this kind of like unassuming mm-hmm. little dweeb, you know, who is, you know, plucked from obscurity and, you know. So he, and, he, and he, he, he stumbles in on a, on a meeting 
of yeah. the, the big bosses, and yeah. they're going to start making Mudokan snacks or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And so then he's like, oh, I got to help everybody. <laughs> yeah. And, well, and then, then he, he goes and yeah. tries to rescue his he's companions. He's like, oh, yeah. no. And then he, yeah, and then he, that's when he runs off and he escapes. What's, what's great about the game is, well, what I loved, uh, so you, your your job is to rescue the other Mokudens? Mudokan. 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 Mudokans, yeah. Uh, and so your job is to rescue them, but if you don't, so if you get to the end of the game, you lose the fight, like you get caught. And if you don't rescue enough of the Mudokans, Mudokans, then Mudokans, yeah, you uh, if you don't rescue enough, then it like cuts to the elders, and they're like, "Uh oh, Abe's in trouble. Should we save him? What did he do for us?" Yeah, and then they just let you die. <laughs> yeah. So if you you have to make sure you save enough of them as you go through the game. Yeah. Uh, which I think, which I thought was delightful. I got to the end of the game and I didn't, I, I hadn't saved enough. I'd saved all the ones I could, could uh, that I found, but uh, it wasn't enough. And I was like, well, I'll never see the end of this. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye. Um. Yeah. Jay- great choice. Yeah. So. Uh, Who's your who's your next pick? Surprise um, pick. For my next pick, uh, I'm gonna go with the dealer from Hand of Fate Two. I have returned, and together we will craft you into the tool of my vengeance. actually the bad guy from hand of fate one but um i really just wanted to do hand of fate uh and he's the he's he's a really cool i mean he's so he's not the protagonist have you played hand of fate Robin? no i haven't okay hand of fate 2 is one of the best games ever made i feel I like you've mentioned it before it's a it's a single player experience so mm-hmm. you know it, it's it's limited in that way so it's, you know that's why it's not like a huge huge thing but it's so beautiful um, really good, really good, uh, art style. It's, it's kind of fabulish in the, in the proportions and the art style of the, of the characters. Okay. But, um, the concept of Hand of Fate is that you are in this wagon with the dealer and you are on your way to find basically the, the king of the world and defeat him and, and take the power away from him and give it back to the dealer, uh, is the, is the proposed plan. Um, and so you have arrived at the dealer, so you're on your way to the final boss fight and yeah. you, the dealer wants to know who you are. And so you play a card game with him 
Like you play, there's like 20 rounds before the final fight, something like that. But you play a card game with him, and each chapter, each game of the card game uh, is a chapter in your life leading up to the moment. And the card game, so basically he lays out cards on the table, and you move your little token from card to card. Makes it almost a board game thing. And then the card flips over, and if it's a shop, you go to the shop. If it's a battle, you fight a battle. And then there's a whole bunch of different cards. Okay, And so you, like, you twirl and you fall into the card, uh, and you'll be in the game world for for the battle or whatever. Yes, I have have seen this. I've just Googled it and seen a screenshot, and I see the dealer, and I recognize it. It's so good. And it's low key. Like it's yeah. low key one of the best games I've ever played. Like it's, you know, like you look at it and you're like, "Okay, fantasy game? Okay, whatever." Um, <laughs> oh, there's cards? Okay, whatever. Um, but it's so well executed. And admittedly when it came out the combat was pretty janky, but they patched it and it it got better. Um, but it's so dynamic because every round you play of the card game is different and they find different ways to make it new and interesting and exciting. Um, and it's, it's, it's got like, it's got the, the deck building kind of aspects because as you play the game, you unlock different cards and you just, you have a number of cards you can pick to be shuffled into the deck for each game that you play. Um, and the dealer is like, he's sort of, antagonistically the good guy like because you're playing against you're playing the card game and you're kind of playing against him but you're not right. really playing against him he's um, like, is he like leading you to like yeah your you know where you need he's kind of pushing is he like oh is he like the hand of fate oh wait yeah. hang on. is that the name of the game yeah that's the name of the game oh fuck <laughs> What? <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> I, I'm done. I gotta go. <laughs> the hand of fate. Yes. Okay, I get it. So that's the dealer, right? Yeah. So the, de- so the dealer is. Yeah, I get it. He's the one that's kind of. Um, you're the protagonist, but you're not necessarily yeah. like the the real hero of the piece. Well, you are the real hero. You are the protagonist. Um, but because it's one of those games where, like, you get to like you know customize your character within a few options. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like your char- your character never says anything. Your character never directly does anything except fight. You know. Yeah. I mean, you make choices, obviously. So, like, some cards will you know you'll have like little choices that you make and dialogue choices, mm-hmm. but your character doesn't really. Um, you know, isn't really the big one. Yeah. Um, you know, he's the one who talks and, and narrates kind of what's going on the whole time. And anyway, yeah, yeah it's a, it's a wonderful game, and and I mostly just needed something other than Abe uh, <laughs> after I pulled Abe uh, well, off my I think, list. <laughs> I think as well, like I think what we're getting at so far as well is that these are all like we we like these heroes. There there are heroes. They're heroes to us because we like we want to spend time with them as well. It's like they're all people that you you like to be around, and you you want to see what happens to them, and and you want them to, you want them to win. I don't want to hang out with the carrion beast. Oh yeah. Well, you want it to win. <laughs> I mean, no. 
<laughs> Not really. <laughs> well, it wasn't one of my picks. Maybe your picks were people you wanted to hang out with? I don't want to hang out with the Carrion Beast or the dealer. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure I want to hang out with either of my next... I don't think I want to hang out with any of the remaining picks <laughs> that I've picked. Yeah. Yeah. My next pick is... Are you ready for my next pick? I'm ready. Okay, my next pick... Everyone should play Hand of Fate 2. Okay, let's it's all on go Switch. play Hand of Fate 2. And PC. On Switch. And PC. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, speaking of whatever, my next pick <laughs> for Hero is Agent 47 from the Hitman series. There are one, two, three, four associates, a butler, security. Follow the butler. Follow the butler, okay. When you're in a quiet place, take him out and dress as him. Taking him out. Damn. Oh, oh, yes, good one. Yes. Oh, he's getting up again. Oh, dear, oh, dear. There. Do you see him with a grey suit? Yes. yes. See him, yes. 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 Ooh, can we push the statue on him? It's unstable as well, yes. Look, push it on him. It's going, it's going. It's going. Ah. That's it, get him. Oh. You got the target. I need to get out of here now. Yes, right. Oh, right. Run, 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 run. Right. Run. Run. Straight into the van. Straight into the van. Into the van or the Ferrari? I'm getting into the Ferrari. Uh, have you ever played the Hitman games, Jane? Yeah, I played the first one all the way through, and I played a little bit of the second one, and I was like, why would I do this again? <laughs> The the most recent ones were those, or the original ones? Uh, the original ones. Actually, you know what? I played the first one up to the point where suddenly in one of the missions, like, your shit didn't work anymore. Right. There's, like, a dock mission where yeah. all of a sudden, like, your costumes, like, like your the outfits that have worked the whole time, or, like, even, like, the best stuff you have just suddenly doesn't work on yeah. these dudes. And I was like, the fuck? Yeah. It's video games. It's nonsense. Why? Yeah. Why? In, why enforce these like? Why enforce rules on something that's already inherently so ridiculous that nobody well, would buy already... these disguises anyway? Yeah, exactly. Like they, like the, 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 the disguises were shitty to begin with, yeah. but everyone bought it, and yeah. so I was like, okay, fine. Then I'm just playing dress up, and it works. And then suddenly it doesn't work, and I'm like, well, the fuck. Yeah. So the reason why I like Agent Forty Seven is because. He gets got a tattoo to... on the back of his neck. <laughs> yeah, well, I like him because uh, he gets to pretend, and uh, and he's a really <laughs> good actor. So whenever he gets dressed up, everyone like people, people, he just transforms. He just transforms, uh-huh. and I think that's very, very uh, unique talent for a hero to have. Does he? Yeah. <laughs> Does he transform or does he walk he exactly is. the he same is. way He's no matter what character he is? It has nothing to do with the fact that everybody that pays a pivotal role in any of the story beats in any mission in any Hitman game already has a more than a passing resemblance to Agent 47. <laughs> that's like, by the by. That's beyond, you know, the, the point is he's a very skilled, skilled actor. <laughs> <laughs> very skilled actor. Does very he? Versatile. When does he act? Does he act? Yes. I don't, I'm not trying to be. He does. does he, I don't act. remember him acting. He does act. He's very. He's very low key in his performances. 
slight some would say deadpan but Are any of his characters very, not very deadpan? convincing he's very convincing is he just the same no matter what he's really funny he has a lot of good quips and one-liners and uh he wears nice suits so i mm-hmm. think that's pretty good as well uh, but also he's his job is killing people now that's maybe not deemed <sighs> that's a commonplace in video games heroic job yeah but every hero does that in video games he's really good at it <laughs> so i think that's a plus it takes forever just to kill one person yeah but you know he's meticulous <laughs> <laughs> which again I'm dragon agent 47 very very oh, good oh i get it so he's like agent 47 yeah He's like the hitman. Yeah. Oh, that's the name of the game, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> fuck's sake. <laughs> I did it wrong the first time. I meant to do the hitman part the first time. I couldn't do it right. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, so, uh, yeah, no, Agent 47. Um, I re- So, I, I, I've talked about this before. I love the more recent hitman games. I was never mm-hmm. really a big fan of the the original ones. I thought they were kind of shitty. So um, the new ones are not the old ones remastered. They're completely new. No, the new ones are totally, yeah, totally new. And okay, they. So then are, I don't know. Maybe I think he does fantastic. actually act so now. They they drop you. So there there's an overarching story, but uh, each mission is basically um, an assassination job or yeah. an intelligence gathering job or both. Um, and you're dropped into a location that is, and, and it's basically just a big sandbox. And you uh, you can go about your task however you please. You can play it over and over again and do it a million different ways. Um, and I, I just really love it. But I really yeah. love Agent 47. <laughs> I love him because he's just, yes, he's a cold-blooded killer who has no emotional connection to, well, let's say 99% of the people that he's ever met in his entire life. He does sort of have an emotional connection to one or two people. He's a clone. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, mm-hmm. you've got to expect he's not, he doesn't feel a particular attachment to humans. Mm-hmm. But he's very Robbie, good with I, animals. Can I, can I posit that maybe your feelings toward Agent 47 are further from your love of of like Earthworm Jim and closer maybe to the my love of the Carrion monster. Yeah, it's it's fun inhabiting this this otherness. You know, like yeah. Agent Forty Seven feels so far removed from me as a person. Like yeah. Agent Forty Seven is like this total yeah, sociopath, debonair, yeah, sociopathic assassin. Is he debonair? I would say you're more debonair than. I think he's then Agent Forty Seven. Agent Forty Seven wears a suit every day. Robbie, you dress excellently. Yeah, but I don't wear a suit every day. Yeah, because you're not boring. <laughs> Agent Forty Seven is not boring. Agent Forty Seven is boring, but <laughs> but he's really <laughs> he's more fun boring to play than as. you. He's really fun to play as. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, it's it's the experience of getting to do the thing. It's getting yeah. to be this person. It's like what it was. What would it be like if I were like just a cold blooded. Yeah, I I was just fucking brilliant at my job, like you know, and my job was murdering people. 
would yeah. be great. But what I also really like is how quickly in the new Hitman games, anyway, um, because it's so because it's effectively a, a sandbox world and you can do whatever you want. Um, it's it's almost as much fun uh, getting things wrong and doing things badly as it is getting everything perfectly right. Like there's a, yeah. I think that when I first played it, I I referred to referred to it as to somebody as a Frank Drebin simulator because it's like Frank Drebin from the Naked Gun and uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So um, which is a know, farce for anyone who doesn't know Naked yeah. Gun. It was a, and, a con- like a he's a cop, but it's a farce. It's very yeah. Silly. So you're sort of so you're this cold blooded assassin, but like things can easily just unravel in a very comedic fashion um and i i almost loved that as much you know like achieving the goal getting the mission yeah. you know, finishing the mission and escaping but doing it in the most haphazard clumsy ridiculous way possible you know like having to like knock out grandma's you know with uh, a vase and things like that because oh she walked in on you killing somebody and things like that like oh my god you know it just everything starts to go a bit mental that poor woman yeah oh my god she's fine she's fine she's in a home jesus jesus that sounds that better who's your next <laughs> hero <Jan? laughs> so i uh I, I i took a couple off my list so i took i took link Geralt, and um and I couldn't decide between either Altair or Ezio Auditore from the Assassin's Creeds, uh, but those all felt to me very similar to I think the 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 the, the Agent Forty Seven vibe. This you're a very neutral character, and I get to play you, and I get to I get to climb on buildings. This is what it would be like if I got to climb on buildings, yeah. and they're sort of those those empty husks that I get to you know kind of play as myself. And I think that's a really wonderful. Thing. I mean, that's what makes video games a lot of fun in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, is getting to just project into, you know, some other situation and not have to worry about their personality. Although it's also Geralt has a personality. Geralt has a little more. Um, he has a he has a distinctive personality, despite still being very low key. Yeah. But like, yeah. Um, but my next choice is the opposite end of the spectrum. Um, this is a peaceful person who is more like a normal person that you might meet or know, um, less of a blank slate, but still very identifiable. Uh, I am choosing May from Night in the Woods. also includes greg because i mean greg is cool yeah yeah so uh, uh you know go go right ahead please let's talk about night in the woods a game i like very much 
Yeah, Night in the Woods was just absolutely gorgeous. May is such a wonderful character. I love the writing. I mean, I love all of the characters in Night in the Woods yeah. are uh, wonderful. They're well fleshed out. They're well written. They they all have distinct personalities and styles. Um, and crimes. <laughs> crimes. Hashtag cr- crimes. Yeah, I love that. Let's do some crimes. 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 Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was so cute. Uh, and I got to meet the writer at one of the at, at one of the PAXs, oh, and cool. I was like, "Crimes!" And he's like, "Huh?" And it, like, apparently there had been some other catchphrase that everyone else had gotten hooked on, and I had just missed. I'd gotten hooked on the wrong catchphrase. And he's <laughs> like, "What crimes?" I was like, "Oh, they say crimes." He's like, "Oh yeah, cool." I was like, "Great, great." <laughs> Whiffed that one. Um, I would have said crimes as well. Well, you did, and I appreciate that, Rob, because that was one of the coolest, like, they're like, let's go do some crimes. Yeah, going yeah. in that, that old supermarket. That was fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, May is wonderful. She's fun. She's sweet. She's a fuck up. She, you know, she embarrasses herself. She's, she's, she, she's great. Uh, and she's very identifiable as, um, you know, to be like, oh, I remember what it was like to be in my 20s yeah and it'd just be like what the fuck yeah. <laughs> is going I, on in the world yeah I what like, do i do about it i like that um she's sort of never one thing or the other as well like just mm, like mm-hmm. just like actual humans she changes her mind a lot mm-hmm. you know sometimes she feels brave other times she feels scared sometimes she's embarrassed sometimes she's bold like yeah you know and i really like that it's like I enjoyed when I was playing it that like she 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 wasn't she wasn't just a steady you know like she wasn't you mentioned it she's earlier. not a cutout yeah she's not a cutout she's not just like a beige kind of just you know faceless soulless yeah uh, um, conduit huh yeah I don't know what I'm talking about but yeah no so I I nearly put uh, May on my list. So I'm nice. to- I'm totally with you on this one. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's a it's a wonderful game and she's a wonderful character and yeah, it's it's you it's not that you identify I don't know if I mean I I I'm I'm splitting hairs and and maybe I'm wrong about the words but it's not so much like you don't you don't project into her, you don't even necessarily identify, you just relate to her. Yeah. It's like, "Oh shit, I've been there." Oh yeah. shit, I get it. Yeah, like, you know, and it's very it's just like a person. She's very, she's so human. Yeah. And I think that's something interesting that comes up in, I think, cartoons and video games where um, you're able to make characters more believably human when you make them animals, when you make them not human. Yeah. When you take away, like, because, like, and I'm not sure what it is, but I, like, especially in cartoons, uh, but like when you fictionalize characters a little bit, uh, they're just more believable for me, at least. Like BoJack Horseman, the characters in that are more believable to me than most dramas played by mm. live human actors. Yeah, I I wonder if it's something to do with just um, I don't know. I don't know quite how to put it, but I I because I think you're right, and I wonder if it's just got something to do with like when we 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 connect more emotionally with a character that that speaks to us in that way um mm-hmm. if if we if we're less we're less concerned about identifying with them f- physically like 
I don't quite I don't think that quite makes sense I can't figure out exactly how to articulate it but I just feel like there's because people some because people do obviously you know find uh human actors <laughs> and characters very relatable um yeah but I agree I think I think people find themselves more easily able to connect with anthropomorphic characters yeah i think there's something to be said for um it's weird when there's an actor playing a character there's an actor and people i think i i think honestly when people get attached to like characters played by humans they're not really getting into the character they're getting into the actor, the actor. yeah they that's like what the I mean. human i think that's what i meant but yeah that's so that's a more articulate way of putting it yeah uh, so yeah, the character is lost, and of course, you know, actors that are that are very good character actors will embody the character and will really become them. Um, you know, you brought up Jim Carrey earlier. That man's a fucking miracle of you know acting and all that stuff, like mm-hmm. the ability to become someone else. But even still, like, there's still Jim Carrey in there. You know, no, he's he's an exception. He's fucking ridiculous. And there are character, there are actors like that. Yeah. Um, but I think with it, with it, with it, with a, with an anthropomorphic character, with a cartoon character, with a, with a video game protagonist or character, um, there's there's this satisfaction. First of all, that's the only way that character exists. Yeah. When you see them, that's when they exist. Um, and and everything there's no there's no other world of them. Uh, like maybe there's something the writer hasn't, you know, that hasn't come up in the story yet, but there's no real, like, there's no, that's them. Yeah. That is them. That is They're who they are. They're not going to pop up in another game as a completely different character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're not going to find like, yeah, Geralt playing the bad guy in, in a Hitman game. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and so many times, I mean, oh God, the fucking, that last John Wick movie where they had that fucking they had brawn from fucking the game of thrones show on there and it's like what the fuck is this guy doing in this movie and he's like (laughs) oh i'm gonna play brawn and it's like fuck this movie uh but yeah it's it's, there's none of that distracting you know actor playing it and and yeah so so with night in the woods and well and then i mean we can get really into um you know human psychology uh and and just the way that animals exist in our minds in our subconscious animal spirits mm. um you know the fact that we that oh shit not might as well i might as well um like we are very lonely creatures i think nowadays uh because most of the other animals we see are actually just other humans yeah. Uh and maybe we see dogs and cats and birds and squirrels, but we we don't see a lot of other animals. We don't see a lot of plants uh unless we're lucky enough to live somewhere where there's a lot of animals and plants, but that's not most of us these days. That's yeah. not most of us uh around the world and and I think when and this is just going way off of video games, but I think in the long long ago, like pre-agriculture, like I mean, most of the people we knew weren't human. Most of the people we knew were animals. Most of the people we knew were trees that we might see once a year as we, like, pass them by on our on our yearly rounds. And there are just all of these, uh, you know, animal spirits and totems and, and these, 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 these 
the beings that exist within our psyche that aren't human. And it's very important that they are anthropomorphized, they're humanistic, but that they're not human. Uh, you know, the Egyptians, they've got all these gods, but they're always human body with an animal head. They, and it's, so it's, it's not new that we identify this way and that it, that it has such strong resonance for us. And, um, and yeah, the night in the woods is really great. And it is the characters are brilliant. It is man. It's great. And that also, uh, your tangent explains exactly why I like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So there we go. (laughs) My next pick is perhaps the complete opposite end of the scale i think to uh may from night of the woods um in the sense that it is a human it is a man and it is max Payne. on today's top story the valkyr crisis worsens with the murder of dea special agent alex balder special agent balder had been shot repeatedly from a point blank range A suspect is seen leaving the site only moments after the shots have been fired, and the NYPD is currently in pursuit of Max Payne, a repeated felon believed to be armed and extremely dangerous. A winter storm warning is in effect in the whole tri-state area, as both freezing rain and heavy snowfall continue. Try to go public with this. We will deny any knowledge. Yes, it is. <laughs> I only played the first one. So me too. This is so my my uh, my inclusion of Max Payne on this list is based purely on playing that first game and just really loving Max Payne. I just thought he was like a fucking cool character. I think I think the general consensus is that by because because the third one was a rock star game um was the first one not no oh. the third one is uh remedy okay uh who made other games that i talk on this podcast a lot about like alan wake and control oh nice. yeah um so they made the first alan wake uh and the second one i think um but the did uh, you mean max Payne? Ma- max Payne. yeah what did i say okay you said Alan Wake. Oh, sorry. Anyway. Oh, I was just confused. <laughs> anyway, Max Payne. Um, I love that his whole he narrates his entire life. Mm-hmm. And he even narrates in that really overblown pulp uh, kind of uh, comic book detective style. If you've ever read Sin City. Noir. Or anything like that. Yeah. Um and uh yeah everything plays out in the panels of a comic book which i really liked um but the character himself he's like john mcclain from die hard Mm -hmm. in that he's uh you know he's a um 
hard hard-boiled but like sort of weary world weary cop who's kind of like who's kind of had enough but you know uh but can't can't give up just yet i mean obviously because his family's just been murdered but um you know break yeah (laughs) but you know he's kind of you get the sense that he's he's doing this more out of a sense that he a feeling that he 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 has to do it he needs to do it so he can be at like peace rather than this is something that he enjoys doing um it's the opposite of agent 47 like agent 47 is bred to be a a cold clinical perfect killer and it's all he knows and he's good at it whereas max Payne is kind of like much like john mcclain he was never meant to be an action hero he just kind of ended up in a situation where it was the only choice he had and that's why i like that character and what i hear is is that by the time rockstar um got their hands on it for the third game they just kind of turned him like into a completely different character and he was just like just a, a very sweary kind of belligerent asshole hmm. but in the first game he's yeah i mean he's like a tortured soul and He's got he's got that kind of like dry sardonic kind of nature to about him as well. You know he he does sort of like he sort of cracks one liners, but they're not like Arnie one liners. They're more just yeah. kind of like a, yeah, more accepting of like his grave situation <laughs> as yeah. a as a cop who's like trying to bring down an entire you know kind of like criminal enterprise that killed his family. He uh it uh. When we were talking about scary video games, I had thought of it and failed to mention that one of the, the most upsetting moments in me in video games was there's a dream sequence in, in the original Max Payne where you have to walk across an invisible platform. Oh, and yeah. every time you fall off, like, you're, like your baby is crying in the background, oh, but every time you fall off, yeah. the baby screams. Oh, God, yeah. And that was fucked up. Oh, man, I hated even just, that even a just lot. The, even just the beginning when... Uh, you come home from work and it's like you just you hear you hear the bangs upstairs and you hear the screams and you have to like run upstairs and like search the rooms and stuff and then like this fucking dude bursts out with a gun and you're just like what the fuck like yeah it's horrifying but then you know and then and then you're max (laughs) you're then max for the rest of this game it's like it's a pretty big undertaking i think and um but but the character helps, you know. The character helps you get through the whole thing because it's like he you 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 have constant access to his inner monologue, inner dialogue with himself, and um, mm. yeah. And you want you want to see him succeed, so yeah. That's why Max Payne is on my list. I feel like I really brought the tone down <laughs> with this pick. <laughs> We need to lighten things up, JM. Help us. The out. most joyful, wonderful hero in any video game ever. Uh, you know her. You love her. We all love her. Uh, it's Glados. Welcome to the Aperture Science Enrichment Center. Let's look at some of the challenges you'll face as a test participant. You may be required to perform simple tasks such as locating an exit. 
These simple tasks may be supplemented with insurmountable obstacles. Thanks to the Aperture Science handheld portal device, the impossible is easy. Let's look at a real-world example. Certain objects may be vital to your success. If at first you don't succeed, you fail, and the test will be terminated. Wednesday, remember our motto, there's a hole in the sky through which things can fly. At the Enrichment Center, we believe that a highly motivated test subject can carry out rather complex tasks while enduring the most intense pain. So in case you don't make it through the testing, goodbye. Do you know what? I nearly picked GLaDOS as well. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. She's great. She She's great. great. She is great. She's so She's funny. great. The turrets are great. They're yeah, funny. Yeah. They're cute. They're sweet. I don't blame you. Like, so good. <laughs> Uh yeah, Glados is is super great. She offers you cake. She does. Uh, you know, she's clever and witty and she sings great songs. She does. And yeah. Yeah, it's uh I've picked Glados. It's a good one. She gives yeah. you a maze to run around in. She gives in. you puzzles to do. She gives you <laughs> yeah. tests. Yeah. She's like, hey, do you want to play a game about tests? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, here are some tests. Here are more tests. Here are even more tests. It's great. What happens? And she's at... so proud of me. Yeah. What happens at the end of Portal? At the end of Portal? Yeah. You uh, you get cake. Yeah. You get cake. <laughs> are you... Uh... Are you asking, like, narratively? Like, how does it lead into Portal 2? Yeah, I can't remember. You defeat GLaDOS, and yeah. then you get in the elevator, and you go up, and you leave. Yep. And then you are in the overworld for, like, two hot seconds, and then you get knocked unconscious by a party robot and dragged underground. And then you are put into some kind of hibernational... St like, that's the end of one. And then you are put into some kind of hibernation stasis chamber... Uh, until the events of two begin. Yeah, with Wheatley, who's definitely yeah. not a hero. No, no. Stephen Merchant, man. Fuck that guy. Wheatley sucks. God. Really sucks. But GLaDOS God. is great. Oh, GLaDOS man, is man. great. God, I haven't played so Portal kind, in so, so long. So kind, so sweet. <laughs> she is. She's so thoughtful. Yeah, she really, she really thinks of everything. She does. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> she is the hero that we all need. Yep. These trying yep. times. Mm-hmm. And great songs. Really great songs. God, I remember the first time I finished Portal and heard that song. That was amazing. What a wonderful reward. What a wonderful way to finish a game. And, yeah, uh, what a treat. They're so... Video games often end very unsatisfyingly. Yeah. Um, and that was an exception. That game, of course, is just... Like, we don't have to talk about how great Portal is. It's great. Everybody knows. It's amazing. Apparently, yeah. she's voiced by an opera singer. Nice. Did you ever... Well, I mean, if you haven't, then you definitely should. So one one of my favorite things about Valve games is that they'll have director's commentary. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, and if you play Portal with director's commentary, so basically you play through the game and then there'll be these little speaker icons just floating around every once in a while. And you click on it and they'll be like, so in this part of the game, we needed to teach players to look up. I mean, it's a fucking, like, it's it's like a class on game design. Um, Like, like, because they explain what they need to do, where they need to do it, how they need to get the players to, like, do certain things. Between that and then they also do it in Left 4 Dead. Uh, and it's the same thing where they just talk about the iterations that they went through and they talk about, like, what their goal was and how they tried to make that goal work within the game world. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ah, cool. Yeah. Yeah, God, I, I need to play Alex. Yeah, I haven't played that. Alex is a pretty good hero as well, though. Yeah, I don't... I, I don't... I never played the first Half-Life, and then I played the second Half-Life, and she was good. Um, and then I liked the giant robot better. And then oh, Half-Life yeah. 2 ends, like, really weird. Uh, yeah. Uh, I... Like, he gets at the end, and it's like, time to float away or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> like, no wonder nobody's satisfied with that ending. Like, Hotline Miami 2, like, ends like, this is fucking over. And yeah. then everyone that asks for Hotline Miami 3 is just fucking dumb. Oh, yeah, there it uh, is. So, but, like, Half-Life 2, like, it ends on, like, well, with no conclusion for you. <laughs> like, it's one of the worst fucking video game endings of all time. Yeah. And so, yeah, when people, like, give me the fucking end of this story, like, I can see being pretty frustrated by yeah. that. Portal 2 has a proper ending as well. Yeah, Portal 2. Portal and Portal 2 both had, like... I mean, they're different games from Half-Life. They're a lot less serious Yeah. Um, well, Gla- GLaDOS, GLaDOS is, like, an actual hero. She She's a real hero in the second one, isn't she? Because she, yeah. she saves you from Wheatley. And she gives you the companion cube at the end as well. Yeah, that's right. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Good yeah. pick. Oh, I should have picked the companion cube. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would have been great. We can. Uh, we'll add that. We'll add that to this pick. This pick is Glados and the companion cube. Yeah. Both heroes. What you got? My final pick, JM, is. Uh, I'm just going to get right into it. It's the goose from the Untitled Goose Game. is a great hero and villain uh exactly i i i was i was torn over whether or not to include the goose because the goose (laughs) like i kind of accepted when i was playing the game that i was like a terrorist (laughs) (laughs) i was like i am here to fuck with everyone in this world for no other reason than just a bit of a laugh so Mm -hmm. But I sort of love that because, and and mm. this goes back to what we were saying about the Carrion Beast, um, and maybe Age of Forty Seven a little bit, but definitely the Carrion Beast is that uh, you you're just you're just you're facilitating the actions of this this creature that yeah. has a you know for all intents and purposes has a complete 
it has its own set of rules for the world around it. <laughs> it has its it has its own uh, motivation for what it wants to do. Um, all you can do is just strap in and and just go along for the ride. And that and that's why the goose is a hero for me. And all of the <laughs> things, yeah, and all of the things that the it goose is. and plus the goose gets to do lots of things that you know you were talking earlier about how. In video games, you can do, th- you know, a lot of times it's like, oh, I, you know, oh, I can climb up on a building with this character, you know, I can't do that in real life, so I can do that here. I feel like the goose is very similar, but in a much more like, in a you know much smaller scale, obviously, but just things like you know stealing, or you know, kind of breaking and entering, and all of these, and like I don't know, just just abusing. Uh, your power or no your lack of power because i don't think that the goose is actually powerful the goose is just very sneaky um and i i just i just have a blast playing that game and i i think it's such a such a fresh such a fresh feeling game to play and a character to to control yeah i just i just can't get enough of it the goose is great like getting to be mischievous yeah Getting to just go and just do mischief, to just fuck with people, to just honk at people. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's one of those, it's a it's a character that, like, yeah, you go in there and you're like, I'm not me, I'm this goose, and yeah. it's my job to be this goose the best <laughs> so I can me, be this goose. Me and my girlfriend played it, and that is exactly what happened. Like, we were just like, well, this is what the goose would do. This isn't me, this is what the goose would do. Yeah. And, yeah, I just think that was brilliant. That's brilliant. I love it. And, I used and, to just I just like walking around with my wings out, yeah, just being yeah, just big. Like, I'm like I'm big, squaring I'm up big. to people. Yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. And like, and I I do find that heroic. <laughs> <laughs> I do it's, find it it's, heroic because it's like it's rebellion, you know. And not all heroes are like Superman, right? Some some heroes are rebels, and you know some some heroes operate in the murkier. I mean, we don't. I don't think we got to get stuck on the word hero. The, no. the goose is not a hero. <laughs> the goose the is goose a is hero. Just the goose. It's the protagonist, and it's it's the, excellent. The goose is my hero. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, stealing people's keys. Yeah, it's great. Oh, it's the best. Yeah, good, good, good one. Thanks, buddy. So, who are you? Thanks, goose. Honk. Who are you my... going to take us home with? My final answer is uh, someone who used to be in a lot of games and used to be like just amazing, and it's kind of amazing that this this character ever existed at all. Um, I have chosen for my fifth great hero of video games, the Game Genie. Game over. No way! Because we got Game Genie! We tell you when it's over. With Game Genie, I decide how many lives I get. I use it when I want to live forever. Play to the end. And win! Maybe I want to start on level 15. No problem. It makes cool games like Street Fighter 2 more exciting. Less frustrating! With Game Genie, it ain't over. So we say it's over. Excellent! Game Genie for NES, Super NES, Sega Genesis, and Game Boy. Codes for many popular games, each sold separately. Oh, fuck yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, the fucking game genie. The game genie. Um, and now, like, knowing what I know about, like, you know, game development and how hard it is to make games work at all, yeah. the fact that the game genie ever fucking existed is bananas Dude, to me. The game genie. That you could. Oh, fuck. Yeah, the game genie is the, is, is the, the real one. That is the hero. So anyone who doesn't know what a game genie is. Uh, the Game Genie, back in when all games were cartridges, the Game Genie was a cartridge that you could place, that you that you would, could plug your other cartridge into. So let's say I've got Super Mario World. I would plug Super Mario World into my Super Game Genie, and then I would plug that into my Super Nintendo. Yeah. If you ever, if then, you ever played Sonic and Knuckles with uh, Sonic yeah. 2 or 3, it was a similar, similar yeah, they, thing. Game Genie came first, though, because Game Genie came out in the NES days, yeah. the original, that golden Game Genie, uh, with, like, the plastic strap so you could pull it out of your fucking Nintendo. Dude, um, so good. Like... So, yeah, so it would bring up a, an interface screen where you could put in passwords, and it came with a fucking book yeah. full of just gibberish passwords, and you, so basically, the yeah, you put in a password, you, you had to look up in the book, like, what, what the Game Genie could do in that game, and then you put in the password, and then it would unlock these different aspects of the game. It would break them in certain ways. Uh, like, you could give yourself maximum life, or you could give yourself, like, only one life. You could, you know, god mode. Like, all this stuff. And it worked for, like, tons of games. It was insane how many games yeah. they worked on. Like, how whoever, you know, was cracking these games... To yeah. to put these cheats onto the uh, into the game genie or to you know to enable the game genie to crack these games, yeah, like fucking genius, man. <laughs> like, I mean, that's why it's called the game genie. But yeah, holy shit, it's it unbelievable, so cool. and it really is. Yeah. It really is a, a hero. <laughs> it really, is. that's <laughs> right? fucking great. Yeah, because like oh, I remember when I first got one, and I only ever had one on my Mega Drive. But I remember, and I didn't have one for a really long time, and like weirdly, I don't, I don't seem to remember if they were a particularly big thing over here. Yeah. Like they were definitely around, and plenty yeah. of people owned them. But I don't know if they were sort of like, you know, like a big, just a, like a big <laughs> hot product i don't think they were ever like a phenomenon but i think everybody like not everybody but a lot of people still had them yeah well yeah i mean but, I, I got one eventually and as soon yeah. as i did like oh man it was just amazing like just being able like even games that i'd you know played and finished just being able to go back into them and fuck around mm -hmm. and just do the stupidest cheats but then also mm -hmm. games that like i either hated or i struggled with suddenly mm -hmm. became accessible and fun because yeah. you could just break them <laughs> and it was you could do all kinds great. of banana shit you could do like low gravity stuff yeah, in some games you could do all games. sorts of nonsense like there was some wild shit you could do in games I don't know whether or not it was just like because of the the way that games were made back then they all just kind of I guess they all must have followed the, certain certain programming paths or whatever so that like yeah, they they just needed to like, like program simple enough. Yeah, to break. program a couple of things I mean, and it would work on like a million different games. But fuck me. Well, because so but it was good. a different password every time though. Yeah. So like, if you wanted like max life on one game versus max life on another game, you had to put in a different code. So it was 
passing like it was doing it live. Yeah. Like it was passing through like somehow. Yeah, I mean, and it was janky too. It would break the shit out of games. Oh yeah, yeah, too. yeah. It would um, make a lot of games unplayable. <laughs> Should probably but, stress uh, that. <laughs> yeah, but that it worked at all. Yeah, that it worked at all. It was amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah. And they would really release. Wild. Yeah, they would re- like they stuck around for a long time as well because I remember they would release updated versions and mm-hmm. I think they even like I'm sure there were game genies in like the playstation era as well i don't know how they i don't know i don't know how they worked maybe in the memory card slot and i don't remember if there were ever game genies on the playstation i know that there were things you could do where you could put one disc in yeah and like like if you wanted to play like foreign games you'd have to put like a disc into like change your playstation so it would run a foreign game and then you'd swap the disc out use the inside of a ballpoint pen to make it think that the lid was still closed Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. You had to like do it. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. Yeah, I think there might have been a genie. Yeah, do that. But man, yeah, like ah. See, nowadays, you know, the 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 cheats are all hard. They're baked into the games, right? And yeah, you know, the developers will either release the the cheat codes or whatever. But back then, it was like there there was there were some you know Konami code and stuff like that. There were a few cheats. But game were genie... those old developer codes maybe in the games that the game genie somehow like it just mined them maybe no but then you had to enter I don't know you had to enter passwords in the yeah. in the game know. genie I don't know because it it's magic that's how the game genie worked oh man so what good magic the game genie really is really is a hero <laughs> yeah the game genie amazing. So JM, that was a that was a pretty good, pretty robust list of heroes. I think we pulled together there. It was it was? It was definitely uh, definitely a, a lot of heroism going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if anybody wants to learn more about those heroes, just go and go and Google them. <laughs> <laughs> Good advice, Robbie. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> have we uh, have we had any uh, messages? We this did. Week? We did have one. Ooh. It was actually before our last one. Uh, let me pull oh, it up okay. right now. It was from Ace Winner. Um, Hi, Ace Winner. And they told us how to say their name correctly because I keep saying it wrong. Let's do a search by latest. Um. Uh, so, uh, what are some missed slash overlooked old games you feel are worth playing uh, mm. from Ace Winner? And it's pronounced Ace Winner. Ace Winner. Yeah. Uh, what are some missed or overlooked games? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, hmm. I really love Disciples, Sacred Lands, and Disciples 2. Um, those are really good. 
I really liked. Um, let me just. Google They're available on GOG. Those games I mentioned. They're like old strategy games. Really nice. beautiful artwork. Um, I I really loved this game on the Amiga back in the day when I was a kid mm-hmm. called uh, Goblins. But it was goblins with like three eyes. So it's like goblins. Mm-hmm. And it was a point and click game where you controlled uh, three little goblins who would go around... And uh, and it was sort of a bit like Untitled Goose kind of thing. Like you'd go around and sort of like fuck with people, nice. and 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 cause trouble. Um, and uh, and they made funny little noises. And they had like each one had like a distinctive little kind of face and a personality. Um, but that's a game that I don't. I fucking loved it. Me and my friend John used to play it all the time on his Amiga. And I don't like nobody seems to talk about it anymore. Like I mean. Maybe it yeah, was only big in the it. UK or something. I don't know. It was made by a French. I think it was a French guy who made it. It was one of those oh. things that you know, like back in the Amiga days when like it was always just like one dude in a bedroom making a game. Yeah. It was one of those. But yeah, Goblins, G O B L I I I N S. I have no idea if you can still get them. They, if you can, I mean, maybe they're on GOG or something. I don't know. But if if you can find them, give them a go. If you like point and click games. I feel like most of the old games I love, like were still were pretty fairly common. Uh, Heart of Darkness was a really good one, but I, I feel like that yeah. was more popular than I thought it was. I never played it, but I've heard of it. Um, the Aladdin game on the Sega is something that's been on my mind lately, but that was also oh, wildly man, popular. Mega Drive, yeah, that was a fucking great game. Uh, oh, I've got a good one. Um, one game I loved. Uh, on my Mega Drive was a game called Shadow Dancer, which was made by the people who made Shinobi. But mm. it was, I think it was originally, I think it was maybe supposed to be a Shinobi game, or it was a Shinobi game in Japan, but they changed it in the West. Or I'm not hmm. 100% sure like what the deal is there. But you play, it's basically a Shinobi game, um, but you play a ninja who has this white like wolf and uh you can like sick the wolf onto people nice. and uh you can fire off shuriken um and you have a sword and there are, there's this bonus stage where you jump off the roof of a building and um as you're skydiving or free diving or whatever it is um like all these other ninjas like come down and you know trying to attack you and you have to take them out nice. that was the bonus stage it was, and it had cool music uh, Way of the Samurai, which I've mentioned on another episode, but yeah. Way of the Samurai and Way of the Samurai 2, I thought were both pretty overlooked and are still a couple of my favorites. Those were on the Amiga as well, weren't they? Were those on the Way of the Samurai? No, that's that's PlayStation. Oh, is it? <laughs> that's much, Whoops. much later. Oh, okay. Uh, there's, a, there's a reboot of Master Blaster on the Switch right now. It's like called Master Blaster 2 or something like that. Or no, Master, ba- Master Blaster 0, that's it. It's a reboot of an old NES game called Master Blaster. And Master Blaster, the original, was really cool, but, like, kind of clunky and really hard to play. Um, the new one is much more streamlined, much more filled out. Um, but the maps are based on the original maps. The game is based on the original game. 
Um, and I loved Master Blaster. You've got like this, you're some dude in a car with a turret on it. Um, and you can get out, which at the time like blew my mind as a kid. I was like, oh, oh you can get yeah. out. You're this little guy in a space suit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Master Blaster is really cool. Uh, and Master Blaster Zero is on the Switch right now. Nice. Omnibus. Classic. Classic. Overlooked classic. Yeah. That's what that's what comes to me. Oh! Oh! Uh, there was a, a Reign of Fire game. Uh, what? Based on the movie? Based on the movie. Holy fuck. Oh, good. I haven't already talked about it on here? I thought I had. <laughs> no. uh, it's super fucking cool. Uh, it's got two plot lines. You can either play as the humans or... Or you can play as the dragons. Holy shit. And it shit. was cool as shit. It was on PlayStation oh. or PlayStation 2. I can't remember. But, uh, yeah, it was super cool. So as the humans, you've got to, like, you know, one of the missions is you've got, like, a little, like, like you've got a truck with, like, a water cannon on the top. And you've got to, like, put out the fires on the crops and stuff like that. Oh, and wow. then, like, you get weapons and you got to, like, fight dragons off at times and stuff like that. And as the dragons, you've got to, like, you get to play a little dragon and, like... Like, you know, like, you got to rescue other dragons from a train or some shit. It was super oh, fucking cool. That's really um, cool. Yeah. Yeah. That game is actually really cool. Sick. Uh, and I don't okay, think I'm anybody gonna, liked it. Oh, I'm going <laughs> to... Uh, I've got two two quick ones that I've just thought of. Uh, Bloody Roar, which was a fighting game on the PlayStation, yeah. which you could turn into animals. And... Um, Rocket Knight Adventures on the Mega Drive or the oh. Sega Genesis. Yeah. Rockets, Rockets, Rockets is an indie game on Steam. It's only like seven or eight years old, but that's super cool. Mm. It's like a it's like a party game. You're a rocket, and then you got to shoot rockets at the enemy rocket, and it's like multiplayer, so it's like a battle game. Uh, okay. Really and cool. Missile command. Uh, no. Almost. You are you are a rocket, and you shoot oh, other rockets at other rockets. <laughs> okay, <laughs> rockets, rockets, rockets. Cool. Uh, really cool game. Um, um, often overlooked devolver game, I think, is uh, not a hero. If you haven't played not a that, hero, yeah, go and play not a hero. That's I think a that's a very underrated game. Yeah, yeah, that is a lovely game from lovely people. Indeed. Well, all right, Robbie. Uh, time to it's be about that the time. old dusty <laughs> trail. Better or settler. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yes, indeed. Uh, thanks for everyone that uh, voted in the yeah. U.S. elections. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. a trip. Yeah, uh, still a goddamn trip. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's it for me. Uh, you can find us on oh, yeah. Twitter or Instagram at Devolver Digital. If you Google Devolver Digital Discord, you will find the Devolver Digital Discord. We're at um, twitch.tv slash Devolver Digital. Yep. And, um, you can find yep. us all over Pornhub. <laughs> Good night, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Godspeed. <laughs> <laughs>